Lo prometido es deuda. Les había comentado al inicio de nuestra programación que vamos a estar conversando con Walesca Lugo de Jesús. Ella es directora de esta organización, de este instituto, Healing Racism Institute of Pioneer Valley. Vamos a darle la bienvenida. Es una persona muy dinámica y a ustedes van a escuchar la conversación. Vamos a darle la bienvenida en inglés y en español y luego pienso que vamos a hacer la conversación, el diálogo en inglés para que todos nuestros radioescuchas puedan entender y participar de esta conversación. Waleska, good evening and welcome to Tertulia. ¿Cómo estás? Muy bien. Buenas noches and hello to all of 88.5. Um, FM audience. I got caught in the great music Raquel was playing, <laughs> but I'm happy to be here for the first time. Oh, well, even the better than welcome <laughs> very, very much. And uh, I hope you will come many, many other times as well. You know, remember that anytime you have information that you would like to share with our listeners, microphones are open. Thank okay. you, Raquel. Thank you. Now, you are the director of Healing Racism Institute of Pioneer Valley. Tell us a little bit about um, the organization. Please. Yes. Uh, gracias, Raquel. Uh, so this work is important because we all struggle to find a way or an angle to approach this toxic subject, which is uh, racism. Um, but our format is one of listening, learning, and acting. And so I'm here today to tell us that there is hope and uh, to share with the community how our movement began. Good. I'm glad that you mentioned the word hope because, you know, um, this nasty word of racism has been so much in the news lately and um, it seems that at times you know there's no hope that this will ever end uh, that there's no solution and instead of going forward sometimes it seems that we're going backwards and uh, I'm, I'm so glad that you mentioned the word hope because what is it that you you you, you think that your organization can achieve what is it that you are looking for that you want to do Well, thank you for asking, Raquel. I have to start by sharing that this movement really began in 2011. The uh, Boston Federal Reserve and the Community Foundation uh, worked together to help identify cities that compared to Springfield. And in that search, they looked at economic development, education, diversity and inclusion, public safety, among others. Um, and what they discovered was that Grand Rapids, Michigan was exploring ways to advance the community And they were having a dialogue about this difficult conversation. Uh, so we are blessed with great community leaders, and there was about 10 of them that um, were so intrigued and interested in how these subjects were happening in the community. And they came back to Springfield and said, you know, we have to model something exactly like Grand Rapids is doing. So they did uh, the two-day healing racism in Michigan, And then, thanks to our funders, Bay State and the Davis Foundation, they brought it to Springfield. So these workshops are uh, always two days. Uh, is, is that the idea that uh, was brought from Michigan? That's true. Uh, our signature program is called The Healing Racism, and it's two full-day commitment. And during those two days, people um, experience the reality of others through dialogues and film and uh, discussion, and it's a great way to understand the root causes of structuralized racism, systemic racism, institutionalized racism, and others. 
What is the difference between uh, systemic racism and institutional? I've heard of uh, institutional racism, but uh, systemic, what, what is the difference, Waleska? Yes, uh, Raquel, so institutionalized racism are laws and practices and traditions that um, really show themselves in, in our society in different ways of inequality. And so the difference between that and structuralized racism, it's systems of social structure. So more individual, cosas que hacen gente en la comunidad, mm -hmm. things that people do in the community that they could have control over, but because of our bias, um, you know, or any discrimination that could be intentional or unintentional, the racism surfaces through those ways. Are you saying that maybe like in in organizations, that's where you can see it more clear as, as part of that structure? I, yes. Uh -huh, okay. My guest tonight is Waleska Lugo de Jesus. She's the director of Healing Racism Institute of Pioneer Valley. So how long has uh, this organization been here in the Pioneer Valley already? Yes, so we've been doing the Healing Racism seminars for almost three years now. Ah. And we started um, with uh, 150 last year, and that's when I became involved. I started as a volunteer, um, and I was being trained to be a trainer because I felt like I wasn't going to work. This was my life uh, dedicated to uh, equality. And um, And so I, I set a personal goal, which the steering committee, of course, supported, to uh, double the amount of participants that go through these two-day seminars. So our goal for 2015 is to have 300 key community stakeholders participate. And I'm happy to report today that we have 275, and we still have two sessions, uh, one in... Uh, August and one in October, which uh, at the end I'll invite the audience to hopefully uh, join and become interested. And where are these uh, sessions held usually? Uh, thank you for asking. So thanks to our uh, one of our in-kind sponsors, Holyoke Community College is where we host all of our sessions. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the next one is coming up? Yes. When? August 6th and August 7th, 8.30 to 4.30 both days, and August 26th and 27th, 8.30 to 4.30 as well. And Waleska, in, the, in this um, two-day workshops or sessions, uh, how, what kind of work is done? Like, how do you approach this uh, problem of racism? I would say that what's very important or the magic that really happens after the uh, two days occurs uh, because of the people that are in the room. So it's really important that during these two days, uh, we often get asked, you know, how do I prepare? What do I bring? And, uh, you know, do I have to read anything in advance? And the answer is no to all of the above. We ask people to bring themselves to be open minded and um, sharing is voluntary, but that is part of the process. And uh, what we've discovered is that uh, because we have such a beautiful community and, and people that are interested in participating in this dialogue um, and this healing process, uh, we've had a lot of partnership that has been off of uh, people participating after two days. And do, do you find that um, most people share their experiences? Because I imagine this must be very painful experiences. Do you find that people want to share that or do they just kind of keep it to themselves? I have to say that in my in, in the past year, yeah, um, the experience is meant to, to go through the process once. Uh, as a staff member, I selfishly go through the process each time with the group uh, and mostly because I want to meet 
and get to know uh, the community members in, in that are going through the process in case they need help after. And uh, people develop a lot of um, what I call emotional intelligence. Mm. And, uh, and there is a part that's intellectual, but there's also this kind of spiritual growth. I have yet to sit around a session and um, watch someone not engage. And so you participate in other ways, and it's not necessarily by sharing your own personal story. So um, the process is one that is very structured. And uh, because this this, uh, subject of racism is such a toxic subject, um, we make sure that we have amazing facilitators, which we bring in from Grand Rapids, Michigan, and uh, they help us through the process. So I think this is a great experience for a person of color like it is for a Caucasian person. Oh, that's an interesting point. Do you you get Caucasian people that attend this workshops? Yes, they They do. the um, the participants range from all sectors for our community, so we make sure that it's diverse in many dimensions of diversity, in gender diversity, um, LGBT representation, uh, industries represented, um, and ethnicity and cultures and backgrounds. So the 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 people that are in the room, even if they don't know it before they come in, or those of you that are listening now will know it. Um, but the the group is put together in in a very thoughtful way and in a process and the experience is a growing experience for anyone. Mm. You mentioned that people from the industry also participate in these workshops and it crossed my mind. Uh, I thought maybe is there a possibility that these people from the industry come with the idea to learn something and then to apply it to to their employees? I would say I would say yes, and that um, so there's two two thought process or two tracks that people I've witnessed walk away with. One is a desire to um, make some impact or make some changes in their personal life, and that's part of that self reflection while you're in the two days. But sometimes it could surface a month after. And then um, the other is in your professional life. Uh, For the first year, we um, offered the two-day seminar, Healing Racism Seminar, um, through invitation only. And uh, and that was because we wanted to capture senior leadership so that they can allow their staff to also um, participate and, and everyone be engaged in the dialogue in the process. And um, what we've learned is that uh, people have, if I can give you an example, Raquel. Sure, sure, so if, if someone wants to bring it into their work, uh, we've had uh, participants that are in the human resources uh, department. And so after attending the session, they bring it back to their agency or company and say, you know, I think that this is really a great opportunity to offer to our staff as professional development. Um, we've had employers that have made it um, uh, not so much a requirement, but a recommendation for all of their new staff to also attend. So we only offer five sessions per year, five healing racism uh, seminars per year. But um, we try to accommodate these groups that continue to uh, return. Mm-hmm. 
We are speaking with uh, Waleska Lugo de Jesus. She is the director of uh, Healing Racism Institute of Pioneer Valley. And you are in tune to Tertulia. Usted está en sintonía de Tertulia. Mi nombre es Raquel. Estamos conversando con Waleska Lugo de Jesus. Ella es la directora de esta organización que se llama Healing Racism Institute of Pioneer Valley. Son las 8 y 31 minutos de la noche. Waleska, ¿Ustedes trabajan también con otras organizaciones para tener más impacto? Sí. 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 Eh, comparto, en I'll say it in Spanish, my English and my Spanish. <laughs> Muy bien. Um, comparto que uno de los eh, empleadores locales, que es uno de los más importantes en nuestro sistema educativo, so with our Springfield Public School Systems, um, I, I I could say that it's uh, one of our strongest partnerships. We uh, were grateful enough to have someone from the senior leadership staff attend and uh, then came back and shared their experience with the superintendent. And uh, the superintendent committed, uh, along with the assistant superintendent, to join um, in this healing racism uh, opportunity. And from that stemmed a beautiful partnership where now the um, the superintendent made uh, offered this to all of his cabinet and then rolled it out to his high school principals and then also to other principals and assistant principals. So something that began as a contact with one person uh, just took kind of its own uh, story uh, through the process. Now they also have a um, uh, kind of an ad hoc group uh, that Uh, call themselves Race Matters, and so this group also gives recommendations to the principals and, and within the school system of uh, different programming that they can do, not only for the students, but also for the teachers. So I would say that, you know, we first touched one person, and the impact was so great that if we were to quantify it, we probably, you know, have over 200. Mm -hmm. Y también quería preguntarte si Tú habías mencionado que pues, hay diferentes personas, líderes que participan en estas sesiones, mm -hmm. en estos talleres. ¿Eso quiere decir que está limitado solamente a, a ciertos profesionales o está abierto al público? ¿Cómo funciona? Sí, no. Quiero decirle que esto está abierto para toda la comunidad y todo el público. Eh, si tuviera que ponerle una edad, un límite, sería 21 en adelante, esto por, por los temas que tocamos y porque realmente no tenemos la capacidad ahora para extenderlo para un grupo juvenil. Pero sí tenemos otro, otros grupos que podemos referir si es para alguien más joven. Eh, cualquier persona que quiera participar, ahora hemos cambiado nuestras aplicaciones para que sean eh, a través de la, de la red o internet, uh -huh. um, uh -huh. pero cualquier persona de la comunidad que esté interesada que no tenga ese tipo de acceso eh, me puede llamar al 734-8336, la extensión 8302. Y lo mismo que yo puedo ir a llevarle una aplicación en persona o puedo invitarlo para que venga a mi oficina y la llene. Eh, también se la puedo enviar por correo. So, la intención es que eh, podamos compartir esto con la comunidad en grande. El primer año fue por invitación, pero ahora... Eh, Estamos extendiéndolo para toda la comunidad. Let's just translate that briefly. I was asking Waleska, uh, since she had mentioned uh, initially that these uh, workshops, these sessions were available to leaders in the community, 
my question is uh, if um that is that limited to them or is it open to the public and your answer was yes in my <laughs> translation <laughs> i should have gone back and forth no, um, no the the answer is that uh, we are open to all of the community i would say that if we have to put an age range that i would say 21 and up uh, just because of the difficult subjects that are in conversation and because there's other groups that help um, more youth and offer more youth programming. So we support them and don't try to duplicate the efforts. Um, but it's open to anyone in the community. Our hope this year was to um, to switch to online applications. But if there's anyone that doesn't have that capability and ability to apply online, then I'm happy to um, either take a application to them in person, mail one, or they can also come to my office and fill it out. Very good. And uh, if anybody wants to uh, get more information, is there a website, a phone number uh, where they can call? Because you have a session that's coming up uh, quite soon. And I don't know if uh, is your uh, you know, the session already all filled or is it is there still room for this one or maybe for the next session? Yes, we have August 6th and August 7th, 8.30 to 4.30, and we probably only have two seats left. Ah. The capacity per session is about 25 uh, people, and um, but I invite you to apply. If you do so tonight, you, you will still get in. Um, and the website is www.healingracismpv.org. If um, for some reason we have filled to capacity by tomorrow, Monday, then there is another session October 26 and 27. Mm -hmm. And my last question is, is, uh, is there a charge for this? Thank you for asking. No. <laughs> That's very um, important. Yes. Uh, we have... Uh, what I failed to mention in the beginning of uh, what I s talked about the history is that for three years, we, our founding funders have been the Irene and George Davis Foundation and Bay State Health. And thanks to our funders, this is free to the community. So there is no charge that could change in 2016. But for this year, it's free. Very good. And do, did you mention the website and the phone number? I'm sorry. I, did yes. you? Yeah? Yes. www.healingracismpv.org and 734-8336, extension 8302. Very good. Is there anything else that you would like to add, Waleska, that we haven't touched upon? I would just uh, like to say that um, my desire is that anyone that takes this two days um, has that opportunity to uh, have this self-growth and apply this uh, within their life and within their family. Um, I was recently told uh, or kind of reminded that I, you know, even though I am a person of color and I am a female, and that has been difficult in, in, in the workplace for me, um, but I'm also very privileged because I have a lot of access uh, to a lot of community leaders, but also more information. And so my personal uh, desire to do this work is because we don't keep any of this to ourselves. We, we want to share all of the resources. The Healing Racism Institute of Pioneer Valley is here. It's in downtown Springfield, and it's for the community. So I invite you to participate. Very good. Thank you so, so much for coming to visit us. And again, you're welcome to come any other time you wish to do so. Thank you, Raquel, and thank you for the audience uh, for your patience during this uh, process and this sharing of information. My guest tonight was Waleska Lugo de Jesus, Director of Healing Racism Institute of Pioneer Valley. And you are in tune to Tertulia. We come to you every Sunday night from 8 to 10 p.m. 
And this is your radio station, New England Public Radio. <laughs> 